you are listening to Destination Church Belfast weekly podcast. You can find us at www.destinationchurchbelfast.co.uk. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Happy listening. So, uh, I was on the way to church on last Sunday and I got the title of the message and the title of the message is, are we good to go? It's all about me, Jesus. And when I got that, it was like, that's the title of the message. Now, Dennis, in his, uh, his, his teaching and education of me and the things of the Spirit, so Dennis is our, our, our grandfather of the house, he said that the title is the message. The title is the message. So I've been on the journey long enough to know, right, okay, as best I'm able to discern, this is next week's title. But in that moment, I'm going, just like Colin, so what is that actually going to be all about, right? So let the message title, it's all about me, Jesus, do something, bring something, bring conviction, bring uh, uh an impartation, uh, bring a, a call as I uh, unpack it. So unpacking the context of it's all about me, Jesus, as to why it's all about me, Jesus. So there's a cosmic, deeply uneven struggle and conflict between good and evil, Satan and God, and it's deeply uneven because it's the created versus the creator. And so often we get that, we think of good and evil as in they're, they're equal forces. It is not equal, it is totally unequal, and it is the created against the creator. So we've got Satan thrown out of heaven because of pride and rebellion, initiated the interaction with Adam and Eve, resulting in, this, in their sin and the fall. And his agenda is to wage war against the saints 24-7 with a purpose to kill, steal, and destroy. John 10, 10a. And he wants to do this by any means and uh, without any rules. He fights dirty. And I'm sure we can all uh, testify to the fact that we've experienced uh, the dirty tricks, uh, the, the, the blatant uh, evil that has been assailed against us as we've been in our, our journey. He's a master deceiver, accuser, and the father of lies. John 8, 44. That's a really, really good reason why we never want to engage with the devil. Because you're just not going to win the argument. He's going to tie you in knots if you try to defend your position and actually engage with him. Now, I'm not talking about... So there's engaging where we have a conversation. There's then the engaging where uh, a policeman walks into this room and he goes, okay, everybody leave leave the room, and we, we're not engaging with them, we're just leaving the room. So there are times that we address the, the powers of darkness, but we're not engaging with the powers of darkness. We don't want to engage, have a conversation, what do you mean? And, and no, it's not like that, because he'll tass and knots, he'll draw us in, he'll draw us in. Uh, and I want to uh, paint the picture as well, again, a wee bit ahead of the notes, of it's all about me, Jesus, in the context of there's Satan and there is God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, okay? 
Uh, and so as I move about at the front here, uh, we're going to have uh, Satan and his influence on uh, your left, yourselves in the middle, and God, Father, Son, and Spirit on your right. Okay? Uh, so we have Satan and we have God, who is love. 1 John 4, 8. He loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son, John 3.16, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, shall not perish, because he loves us. And that son's agenda, Jesus' agenda, is to invite us to life in all its fullness. Or again, John 10.10, B, or in the Amplified, it says, in abundance to the full till it overflows. God's objective for mankind and all believers is initial salvation and then life in all its fullness. Not just so we can have a, a better life and like a self-help mantra, but maturity in Christ. We as destination disciples in this house, and I talked about it before, every member of the body of Christ throughout the world should be a destination disciple, should be after the destination full maturity in Christ. Uh, and one of our core verses in, in this house would be Ephesians 4.13, the full measure of Jesus Christ. And in other translations, it says, or sorry, let me read out uh, Ephesians 4.13, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And another translation says this, his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. Fully developed, within and without. Fully alive like Christ. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Reaching to the very height of Christ's full stature. The full standard of development in the Messiah. Being filled full with Christ the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed in the abundance of Christ. We are to become more like Christ as we go on the journey as destination disciples. And I've used before little Christ, Christitos, as they say in Spanish. Little Christ, that's who we're after becoming, becoming more and more like Christ. And Christ ascended after being on the earth and being resurrected, and then sent his spirit at Pentecost. Every day we want to have a Pentecost Sunday in this, this church. Every Sunday we want to have a Pentecost Sunday in this, this church because that's what we're about. We want to access that dispensation of the spirit being poured out 2,000 years ago, and he's available here and now. And the spirit comes as our comforter, or uh, in one of the translations, it talks about the paraclete, someone who comes alongside as our teacher, as our guide. So the context is Satan, us, and the Trinity. Satan, us, and the Trinity. And it is one of assured cosmic victory, as Aaron prayed. It's just so good, you know, uh, when you're, you've prepared a message, right? And from the start of the service, the whole way through, there's just a, yeah, it's definitely on. Oh, yes, it's definitely on. And the words that people use in the uh, 
uh, accents of uh, emphasis on, on different aspects of, of what we're communicating. So Aaron talks about that we are victorious in him. So the, the context of all this is an assured cosmic victory. Revelation 12.10 says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before God day and night. That's your 24-7. In the sovereignty of God, he allows Satan to accuse us day and night. Who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Victory is assured. So in that context, the unsaved require salvation. The regenerated require to go after the full measure of Jesus Christ. Satan and God's agendas are set. They know exactly what they're about. They know exactly what their, uh, their purpose is. And the only variable in it is us. The only variable in that is us. It's all about me, Jesus. What say you? And we have a specific context in DCB. So uh, our prophetic sense of 2023, it's the year to choose who you want to be, accompanied by grace notes. It's the year of new things, both thrilling and stretching. And we have, throughout the year, been peppered with testimonies and stories of how that's working for us. And for some of us, it's been working really well, and we're really encouraged. For others, we're on the journey, and for others, well, where, where are we in that? But it's all about me in the context of how we go on that journey in this particular context. Because I've been quoted uh, many times, and sometimes I haven't been as subtle, uh, uh, where I've said things to, to people in the distant past when I hadn't the, the sensitivity and the the maturity and the pastoral heart that I have now, but uh, famous, infamous lines like, read my lips, get over yourself. Uh, and such like, uh, I sometimes joke about, it's all about me, Jesus, about being so, you know, uh, self-interested. But actually, in the context of this message, this title, it is all about me. In this context, it's all about me. Now, it is about Satan and it is about God. But the actual response, getting to that destination, making a difference from where we currently are in this context, today, it's all about me. And our key verse uh, this morning is James 4.7, and it has uh, three parts. It's submit to God, Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And uh, in our series on, on mind matters, I talked about the, the same setup. But when we submit to God, in our submitting to God, we actually resist the devil because we're not engaging in him. Too often we end up, yeah, but it's not true. I'm not like that. I do believe. I do believe. And he says something else, and we end up 
further and further away from our relationship with Him because we're not submitted to Him. We're submitted to the nature of our personality, trying to defend our position with our mind rather than with our spirit, just submitting to God. And as we do that, Satan disappears. And another uh, translations of those three parts. So submit, surrender, give yourselves, humble yourselves, place yourselves under His authority, obey. Or the second part, resist, stand firm, stand against, oppose the devil. And the third part, and he will flee, run away, fly, vanish from you. And the message it says, so let God work his will in you. Yell aloud no to the devil and watch him make himself scarce. Now, in the context of that verse, if we apply it, it's all about me, Jesus. So let God work his will in you. That ability for God to work his will in you because I have free will is about me. It's about us. Yell aloud no to the devil. That's about us, about me. Shouting aloud, yelling aloud no to the devil. And a result of what we do in that context, he goes. So what do we have at our disposal in order to respond correctly to this cosmic conflict of which we are a part? Well, there are three things. We have our inheritance as sons and daughters of the King in and through Christ. We are children of God. John 1.12, we are Christ's friend. John 15.5, we are joint heirs with him. Romans 8.17, we are saints. Ephesians 1.1, we have our protection in and through Christ. The enemy cannot touch us. 1 John 5.18, hold on, did he just say the enemy cannot touch us? That's what it says in John 5.18. And then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's not my experience as I've been engaging with the enemy or, or sinning or whatever's happened. But Scripture says that he can't lay a hand on us. Well, why is he laying a hand on us? Maybe there's a disconnect. Maybe we need to get after that. It's all about me in that context to work that out with the revelation of the Spirit to actually respond to that. We are free from condemnation, Romans 8 one, we cannot be separated from the love of God, Romans 8, 35 to 39. And the third aspect of is that we have our resources in and through Christ. So we have inheritance, protection, and resources. We have the armor of God, Ephesians 6, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. I forgot my shoes. Sandals of peace the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. We also have the weapons that we've discovered for the battlefield of the mind. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And then our homework verse, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up 
against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We have everything we need for a godly life, 2 Peter 1.4, and we have his all-sufficient grace, 2 Corinthians 12.9, Philippines 2.3, and in the collated uh, translations of Philippines 2.13, it says, for it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work. That is revitalizing, strengthening, energizing and creating and implanting in you the longing and will and the ability, power and passion to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. And finally in the resources, and there's, the list is endless, but for the purposes of this message, we can do all things, all things. We can do all things through him who strengthens us. That is quite a package of inheritance, protection, and resources. And here we are, destination disciples. Satan, ourselves, God, the Trinity. What say you? The following questions are rhetorical, but asked to provoke, convict, and reveal. How many of us have a growing understanding that we are saints, not sinners? We're the tree, not the ivy. How many of us have a growing understanding that we need to garden our minds and keep our thoughts captive, have a security system on 24-7, exercise the freedom plan, do our homework, filter our thoughts how many of us have a growing understanding that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus, Romans 8.1, but there may very well be conviction? How many of us have found the messages and series of 2023 challenging and convicting? Very convicting. Specifically convicting. How many of us have responded to that specific conviction immediately, eventually, procrastinated and let it slip through our minds and pastor spreads into a distant memory that actually we can't really recall, or ignored and rebelled against that specific conviction? It's all about me, Jesus. What say you? God is love. Christ is the living word, and we have the Holy Spirit to equip and empower us. Everything, everything offered to us is available, and it is attainable. 2 Timothy 2.13, He remains faithful for he cannot disown himself. He cannot deny himself. He cannot say and invite us to life in all its fullness and then not deliver. He cannot do that because it's not in him. It's just not possible. So if it's on the table, it is available. It is attainable. Life in all its fullness. 
to the full till it overflows is available and attainable. A garden mind is possible. A security system that is on 24-7 is possible. A room, can you imagine your mind? And in your mind, you're sitting quietly, relaxed, at peace. Jesus is on the other side of the room reading a newspaper. There's nothing scurrying about inside your mind. There's no accusation. There's no uh, noises from the enemy inside your mind because you have your security system on and it's all at peace. The occasional infraction maybe, but basically your default position is security system is on 24-7. It's okay. Now, I can hear outside that mind the rocking and the assailing of the world and, and maybe uh, relational difficulties uh, or uh, employment difficulties or life difficulties or you switch on the news or, or whatever it happens to be. But inside your mind, it is gardened. It is at peace. The security system, that is possible. Separation of our soul and our spirit can be achieved our soul sub subordinated to our spirit who is CEO, everything in order, Holy Spirit's driving the car, our spirit's in the front seat and the soul's in the back seat. And if it gets a bit annoyed and anxious, you tell it to keep quiet, you press the button and the window goes up. Everything's in order, it's good. And we can become carriers of his presence and bringers of his kingdom. We can become more like Jesus. And I'm going to unpack that more at the Open Interns meeting if you want to find out more about that. We can exercise the keys of the kingdom. That what we bind on earth is bound in heaven. What we loose on earth is loosed on heaven. Whether it's a, an encouraging uh, prophetic word. Whether it's a, a word of scripture at a small group that just causes somebody on Sunday morning to go. Because the truth has set them free. Because we are applying. We are becoming more like Jesus. Carriers of his presence and bringers of his kingdom. Christ by his spirit on us, in us, and through us. John 14, 12 says that we'll do greater things than Christ. That's what he said. If we have faith, we will do greater things than him. What? What? Well, Jesus Christ didn't walk here. He's definitely here by his spirit, but he didn't. We will do things that he wasn't able to do. He has released his people by giving us the spirit so that we can be carriers and bringers. It's all about me, Jesus. What say you? Are we just settling for scraps? Are we in a prison cell, knowing it's open, but effectively refusing to exit into the light and life of his kingdom? Are we missing the opportunity to be unveiled and experience the transformation that it brings again and again and again as we present ourselves again and again and again? It's all about me, Jesus. What say you?
2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Get a vision. Get conviction. Get desperate. It's all about me, Jesus. So I am going to lift the veil. I am going to choose again and again and again to present myself. And as I do that, even in my, uh, if I can't work it out because I'm just, because the soul's going, what's going on here? I don't understand what's happening in the room at the moment. Press the button, shields up, or the windows up, the Spirit's going, I don't know, but this is the Spirit of God, and I am engaging, and I am lifting the veil, and I'm going, you know what? So we should never have kept that door locked. Let's give them the keys. We toss them the keys. It's just a little door with just a little thing. But today, having done that, having experienced that, having gone on the journey, I've got a bit more life. I've got a bit more freedom. I realized that actually that was not helpful. Uh, what is the point of hiding things from a God who's all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful? What is the point of that? Why did I ever listen to you? Soul. But the soul's always right from the soul's point of view in the back seat. It's going, if he sees it, keep it hidden, keep it quiet, keep it secret. And then maybe we'll get away with it and we'll continue to live this life that isn't actually very full or abundant. It's all about me, Jesus. What say you? Are you not called to more? Are you not called to better? Better than that. Better than what you settle for. Don't settle for less over the bounty and his limitless more. Don't do that. Don't settle for, ah, you know, it's good, like, like Sunday mornings are good, but don't, don't settle for, yeah, that was, that was good. You see the way they all went up forward at the end? That was, and, you know, like you're presenting themselves and he was talking about lifting the veil. No, that's it's like, it's good, it's good. Don't settle for being an observer. Don't settle for being a spectator. Don't settle for, yeah, that's pretty good. I've got a little bit more than a scrap. I've got some leftovers now. This is, this is good. You have a seat at the table. Take your seat. It's all about me, Jesus. What say you? It's all about me, Jesus. What say you? Can I have the worship collective up, please? Will you stand with me? I have a sense that this is a spirit-to-spirit -spirit thing. For different people, this message will impact them and impart different things to them, but it's spirit-to-spirit. -spirit. Get a vision, get conviction, get desperate for what is on offer. The context that we're in, it's all about me, Jesus. What say you? Do you need to repent and renounce apathy, indifference, and disobedience.
to conviction? Do you require a reawakening to the invitations of the Father, Son, and Spirit? Do you desire more vision, more conviction, more desperation to play your part in the context of Satan, yourself, and the Trinity? It's all about me, Jesus. What say you? If you can say yes to any of those questions, please come forward. We're going to worship. We're going to use this new song as a response. It is on today. He will minister to you before we minister by him through us before that. Yield to this. Please come forward. Let's worship. You have been listening to Destination Church Belfast weekly podcast. Remember to check us out at www.destinationchurchbelfast.co.uk and have a great week.